Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 15th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today on the podcast, we got another head coach, Jed Fish at Arizona. First year head man down there with the Wildcats. Jed Fish is, um, he's 45 years old and he's a really interesting, uh, interesting guy with a, a, a path that I mean, I had to, I went to Wikipedia to, to see where he had been and all that. I'm not ashamed to say I do some of my podcast research on Wikipedia and we've got NFL, we've got AFL, we've got high school football as his first job while he was a student at the University of Florida. That's actually my first question to him. So yeah, at the ripe age of 45, he's worked like almost 20 jobs. And, and yet now he finds himself as a full-time head coach for the very first time. He was an interim for UCLA in the final few games of the 2017 season after they fired Jim Mora. But anyway, he's got a ton of experience and he's still really young at age 45. I'm excited to see what he does at Arizona. The Wildcats have, I mean, they haven't won a game literally since the end of the 2019 season, which is hard to believe. But in a shortened 2020 season, Pac-12 only, COVID cancellations, they went 0-5 and fired head coach Kevin Sumlin. They had not been recruiting well in recent years, but they're doing a much better job there right now. Like the, the current class in 2022 has the number six overall ranking in the Pac-12. And in 2021, when Jed Fish was a month in on the job, it ranked 11th in the Pac-12 in 2020, the class was just not good either. 11th as well, 59th nationally. In 2019, the class was 56th nationally and 11th in the Pac-12. You get the picture. Things have not been good down there in Tucson. So can Jedfish turn it around? He has an interesting strategy. He's he's hiring people with connections to the program and, and NFL connections. He's building his recruiting operation to mimic an NFL personnel shop which makes sense he was just coaching under bill belichick and sean mcveigh and they opened the season against byu in las vegas statement game prove it game on espn it seems like they're all really excited for it so let's hear from jed fish see what he's got in store for year one okay jed fish joins us right now coach before we get started I was doing a little research here. I said you sent some notes over and then, of course, had to check out the old Wikipedia. Your history of coaching is just absolutely fascinating. And I want you to confirm or deny that when you were at Florida, you were also like you were a student at Florida and you were also a high school football defensive coordinator. That is true. At PK Young High School with John Clifford. Yeah, that was incredible. uh, Yeah. Two seasons. Well, I, your, your journey to become the head coach at Arizona, I mean, a lot of, a lot of different jobs and a lot of NFL jobs. And I wonder with all the great NFL coaches you've worked under, how much that has influenced you as you've built your staff and, and, and you've prioritized Arizona, Arizona connections because you don't, don't have any of your own. And, and in, in addition, the recruiting office you've put together, it, 
it's pretty much like a, like an NFL personnel office. I mean, you even have a, a, a transfer portal guy. You know, one of the things, one of the benefits of coaching at a lot of different programs is you get to meet a lot of different people. You get to see the way different programs run. And then as you get older in this profession, and I don't consider myself old, but over the last five years or so from 39 to 44, I started really thinking about how would I want to put the program together myself and what would be the best way to approach each school. You only have one alma mater. Right. No one goes. Well, I guess some people go to a couple different schools if they transfer. But I mean, I went to University of Florida undergrad. I went to University of Florida for my master's degree. So I guess if I didn't coach at Florida, then I didn't have a tie. You know, I've heard those things. And I think the fact that a matter is um, I've coached at a lot of different places. I've coached at a lot of colleges. I've coached a lot of NFL teams. So you always have ties to different parts of the country coached in the Pac-12. I was an offensive coordinator and then the interim head coach at UCLA, got a lot of players out of Arizona, same with when we were at Michigan. So it was an exciting time to get this job. And then the key was what coaches were we going to hire? And a lot of that came from the people I knew and the people I've been around. And obviously you always want to find some guys that have graduated from the school you're coaching at. Can you talk to me about the the impact that those Arizona guys have had? Uh, Chuck Cecil, Ricky Huntley, Teddy Bruschi, I'm, I'm kind of interested to learn more about his role on your staff too? Yeah, well, to start, I mean, Ricky, I was Ricky's graduate assistant in 1999 at the University of Florida. So he and I go way back almost over 20 years. I've always felt that if I had a chance to hire a defensive line coach or a linebacker coach, I would hire Ricky. He always treated me great when I was his GA. I thought that I think there's a lot of value to bring in a guy that's been uh, in the NFL for a long time as a player and as a coach. And he has an incredible passion for the state of Arizona and for the University of Arizona. So to bring him here, I I hope our players connect with him and recognize how wonderful of a human being he is. And also recognize that if you're being coached by a college football Hall of Famer, there's a certain street cred involved in that. Coach Cecil was here as a defensive analyst for the last couple of years. Obviously, we all know Chuck. I went against Chuck when he was a defensive coordinator at Tennessee. I was the offensive coordinator at Jacksonville at that time. I believe I was the quarterback coach at uh, Seattle at that time uh, prior to that. So you get to know guys, you get to know who they are. And it was exciting to be able to give Chuck an opportunity to move from analysts where you're not really doing a ton of recruiting and you're not really able to affect the guys the same way to get back on the field where he belongs and let him go out there and, and coach his tail off and really try to help develop these young guys in the back end. So I'm really excited about having both those two guys. As for Teddy, Teddy has an advisor, advisorship role, I guess you would say. I talk to him once a week, once every couple of weeks. We connect through Zoom. We brought him here in spring ball. He was able to be a part of our spring game. Uh, he's a great sounding board. He's going to talk to our leadership council. He's going to help guy, help our guys in that regard with life after football. But, you know, Teddy's in Massachusetts. He's working for ESPN, and he's got an opportunity to be with his own kids, coach his own kids. And for me, it's an opportunity to grab a guy like him and um, use him as a great sounding board. I was talking to Brett Bielema about this last week. When you're a new coach in this current era of college football, and we talk about recruiting, well, like the naturally – Back in the day, maybe a year ago, two years ago, you think about, okay, hitting the road, talking to high school kids. 
I think the recruiting that you first had to do, Jed, was was with your your team. Um, and then even the even I, I really liked what I read that that you did with the Arizona community. You had your alumni calls. So, um, but the, the the recruiting you had to do with your team, and I believe you talked a few receivers out of leaving via transfer portal. Was that easy for you, or what was that like? Well, you know, it was interesting. I, I arrived on campus on like December twenty eighth. And I was told that four of our receivers out of our six were going in the transfer portal. And I said, oh, boy. okay. well, we've got it. Why? You know, what is it that's causing them to go in the transfer portal? How much knowledge do they have of what we're going to do on offense? You know, do they know uh, what type of system we're going to run? Do they understand the production that wide receivers have had under Kevin Cummings, under Jimmy Doherty uh, in the system that we run? And I felt as if it was more so just an opportunity to educate these guys on what we're trying to get done, introduce myself, introduce our other coaches to them. Clearly, I'm excited about being the being the head coach here, but I also call the plays. So if you're going to do that, you have an ability to really sit down and talk to them and explain to them like what we're trying to get done and how they're going to benefit. And luckily for us, they all um, have decided to come back. I think it would be pretty fun and, and challenging, but pretty fun to be a new head coach right now. You get like so many, like you get to rebuild a roster or, or build a roster in your image from scratch if you want to. You can use the transfer portal as much as you want to. And you brought some quarterbacks in. You, you're recruiting very well. Uh, you entered June 1st with a good class. And then it's, I think that you're going to benefit from the, the new coach Boone on the recruiting trail. Do you, does this does this feel like the college football that you left a few years ago? Does it kind of look like the NFL jobs that you had the last few years? You know, it's feeling more and more NFL-like, to be honest with you. There's definitely been a transition, and we tried to recognize that, and we tried to build the player personnel department out with that mindset. Like, hey, we're, we're really building an NFL program here in college football. Uh, we need a director of player personnel. We need a senior advisor to personnel. We need a guy that's going to be in charge of what we would call free agency or the transfer portal. We need a guy that's going to be in charge of high school recruiting. We need on-campus recruiting coordinators. We need interns. We And we felt by the end, we, we were looking to building up an 11 or 12 person personnel department, almost like the only thing we didn't have was area scouts. And we're going to have to hire a bunch of student assistants to do that. So we're going to sit there and we're going to really try to create this this energy of a program. And with that, I think it's phenomenal because you can fill holes with the portal, but on the same token, you got to still develop these players. Just like you got to win in the draft. If you don't draft well, you're not going to win in the NFL. If you don't recruit well from high school, you're not going to win college. What takeaways do you think you would highlight in the last few years with Sean McVay, Bill Belichick? Oh, well, I mean, it would start obviously with a commitment to winning. Uh, they both have an incredible stamina to work uh, I refer to it as competitive stamina I think both of them are almost impossible to outwork their love and affinity for the game is a tremendous and they respect the game we talk to our team all the time about respect and accountability and it's not just respecting one another but respect the game of football and all that it gives you and be accountable to one another and to your family and to the university. And those two guys, their value system, the way they promote their program, the way they communicate as head coaches, it was, it's been an absolute privilege to work for those two. And I know I've worked for some great ones and those are two of the very best.
I was listening to a flying coach podcast. Sean McVay uh, was hosting it. They had Cliff Kingsbury on. They name dropped you, uh, Jed, and they were they were talking about the culture of work that that you mentioned. And I just I just want to know, like personally, as you've been balancing the different seasons of you know your first life or your first year as a head coach and hearing all that stuff, like are we getting to the office at four a.m.? Like are you are you know is your family enjoying the stability that that you guys have? You know, probably bought a house for the first time, and I you know I'm. I'm making an assumption there, but what has that been like? And maybe the first time you're you're able to catch a breath, the uh, uh, June first happens and, and the recruiting world opens up. Yeah, well, I'd say this as a family, we couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, this is obviously your dream come true and becoming a head coach. You obviously get some stability with your contract. You get the best possible chance to be able to control your own destiny. How hard you work how good of a job you do recruiting, how good of a job you do competing schematically, how good of a job you do bringing in the right people has now fallen on your shoulder. And with that, it is a, uh, I wake up every morning with a huge smile on my face. I try to beat the alarm clock up, you know, see what happens there. And, but really it's not hard. It's not hard when you love what you do and you just, we just have such an incredible passion for it. The fact that I can come in here every day and live my dream is uh is so cool and uh, sean's a great friend and he and i talk all the time Uh, i'm gonna have him talk to our team here soon and just to be able to you know communicate with those guys and uh just to be able to try to replicate some of his hard work is uh is awesome we got recruiting this month off-season workouts for the players they've got july august then you open the season against byu in las vegas in, in, in the raiders stadium and that's that's nationally televised on espn what are Give me your your number one checklist priority item that the Arizona Wildcats have got to do in the next two and a half months. Oh, we got to get bigger, stronger, and faster. We got to, you know, just keep getting smarter in what we do. We talk to our guys about having an incredible work ethic. Make today your worst day. Make tomorrow your best day. Keep working at it. You know, when the day, when you put your head on the pillow, don't let another day be worse than today. And we just continue to take that mindset. Can we raise the bar? Can we improve? Can we get better? Can we get better? Can we get tougher? Can we get stronger? And uh, if we can do that for the next two and a half months, we'll be able to come out there against BYU and, you know, compete really hard. And the competition is the central theme of our program. We do everything we can to compete, 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 compete. Our goal here is every day between now and August 5th, we got to compete to be able to be prepared for the best training camp. And then on August 5th, we got to compete to have the best training camp. So on September 4th, when we open up against BYU, we're ready to play. New coach at Arizona, Jed Fish. Appreciate you joining us, Jed. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Okay, that was Arizona head coach Jed Fish. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.